Yo, guys, welcome back to the Hustle and Flow Motherfucker Show. This is episode three coming in for you. I'm Jay, the Texas Doc. I got my boy with me, Daniel Sonia. What's up, what's up? The Black Ranger. You know, episode one and two, I threw out the purpose and the reason of the show. This time, I'm going to kind of change it up, let my boy do it. So, Daniel, show him some love. Appreciate it, Jay. The purpose of the show, guys, number one, mentorship. Number two, giving, reaching out to all military and veteran communities. Number three, how the military is one fit package for the business world and also for the entrepreneurial uh, world also too. Number four, how the military culture is always adapting, improvising, and over and overcoming any type of situation they're in. Number five, number five for giving uh, excuse me, giving awareness to the, the 22 veterans that commit suicide every single day. Number six, guys, we're gonna interview some badass motherfuckers for you guys, and these guys will bring a lot of value to you. Cool, man. Good shit. Appreciate that. This time I don't have to do all the talking for once. So, all right. So I got a lot of feedback for episode two, guys, and I appreciate everybody listening from da Dallas City Council Hall, uh, councilmen. I got doctors listening to it. I got a lot of military mothers and fathers. And also thrown on top of that, no, I know I'm doing good because I got a lot of haters writing me too. And to all the haters, Thanks. I'm not going to change whatever you want me to change because this is really targeted to, you know, military guys and veterans and, and, and the shit that we've been through. It's an outreach program. Uh, if you don't like my fucking show, uh, simple to say, get the fuck off of it and, and just just write me it, you know, write me some hate letters or something. But go ahead and use that energy to reach out to some type of veteran and see how his or her day is going. So instead of writing me a lot of hate mail, go out and do that type of stuff. So getting back to the the, the meat of stuff, um, you know, I, I got one suggestion from a lot of people. Uh, they're saying, hey, you know, episode one, you talked about you and, and you know, what was going on in 2015 and stuff like that. Uh, episode two was more of, uh, you know, one of my guys that I served with in my battalion and, you know, the suicide and, of course, one being homicide with Chris Kyle. Uh, but a lot of people are asking, where the fuck is the hustle and flow? So this episode, I'm going to really freestyle this out, uh, truly. Uh, I'm going to think on top of my head uh, what I did. I got a lot of suggestions in, uh, suggestions in from the mili uh, military side of things when they transition into the civilian world. So I'm going to kind of throw out my golden nuggets on what I did and, and the vehicles that I took. But I can't guarantee it might work for you. It might, it might not. Oh, well, if, if it does, hit me up. If you want to know about it, hit me up. Uh, if it doesn't work, man, shit, hit me up. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to talk about my transition. So, I started, you know, Navy a long, long time ago. You know, it's been over 10 years now. And when I got out in uh, 2010, uh, what I did was, you know, obviously I moved back to Dallas. Uh, I was clueless and had no plan. Uh, after being denied in L.A. of that 100K job. And um, my, 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 I guess my fallback plan was school. Uh, I applied to school so I can get some pay in there. But what I realized a a as a veteran, or actually talking to all the community uh, military guys at, at Richland College at the time, um, we all ran into a similar po uh, problem. Why the fuck are we here? We're surrounded by fucking retards. We got a lot of fake it till you make it, guys. Uh, we have a lot of phony dudes. Uh, I'm not even kidding. Uh, you know, I met so many Navy SEAL Green Beret Rangers at Richland, 
And every time I ask them, what did you do, you know, out of curiosity and shits and giggles, they say it's classified. So to the guys who's listening, never did shit in your life, well, fuck you. You know, stop being a fake motherfucker. Uh, go out there, be proud of what you did, regardless if you're infantry, spec ops, or even a pogue. Uh, you know, you did something more than the average civilian did, so be proud of it. But if you're going to talk to an infantry guy, well, it sucks to be you. Um, so I got out of school, you know, with a few other uh, vet dudes that I met, you know, a few being Marines and, and, you know, just working with them. Uh, I ran to my friend, uh, just, you know, he, he's one of my Marines that I served with. Uh, and, you know, been, fuck, man, we're friends forever. Um, he, he went one route, I went another. I went into network marketing, guys. And, you know, he went up to starting up, like, contracting business work. And, you know, let's just fast forward, you know, like our results. Uh, man, you know, both of us made a lot of money. My friend was bringing about $80,000 a month. Uh, from contract work, and believe it or not, people were, you know, making fun of him when he told him his job title. And I respect him still to this day. I don't really give two shits because he's using his brain out there. Uh, this is why I think, again, why military and vets are the best fit package for entrepreneurship. Uh, he's a janitor making 80K a month. What, serious? Yeah, fucking dead serious. So 80K wow. a month. So he went down that route, and he just hustled out contracts. And I'll get into the, you know, the, my hustle procedure and my grinding procedure. But, you know, for me, I went into network marketing, and, and my results were slow in the beginning. Uh, you, you know, how to transfer everything from civilian training to military training, then how to get into my own mindset and into my own world because I was so concentrated on everyone else's success that I totally forgot about mine. And once I, you know, left that about a month or two later, uh, you know, after realizing that, hey, military has all these assets for these trainings, uh, you know, I start kicking it off. I start being independent. I start mastering the arts of follow-ups, uh, uh, you know, prospecting, gathering clientele, uh, negotiating for deals, never letting a no stop me. Uh, the list can go on and on and on and on. So that, that's what I did. So, you know, service after service, I went to school, realized that school wasn't for me. And then I got at, uh, you know, I left school after the first semester. It was just a whole type of fucking shenanigans over there. And, you know, just really had a heart to heart talk with myself. And I've used network marketing as my tool to make it in this world. Now, I'm not going to lie, there's a lot of up and downs and, you know, shit like that. But that's my tool. Uh, my buddy, uh, you know, Edgar, he went his route. You know, he opened up like a traditional type, but through contracting and stuff like that. So he made a killer off of that. I got another buddy down south, you know, south of Texas, or, you know, pretty much like Houston and San Antonio. Uh, you know, they, they did uh, stuff overseas, uh, consultant-type work, uh, you know, uh, for, for, like, big gas and oil companies, uh, military contracts, uh, where we sell, uh, you know, believe it or not, he sells, uh, you know, military-type, you know, spec op equipment, whatever the hell that is to the special forces in the army here in the U.S. He gets his stuff from England and, and sells to the U.S. government, uh, you know, to the, the army side of things, which is pretty fucking badass, man. So there's a couple of millions coming in for him. So, but how do we get all there? None of us have degrees, believe it or not. Um, I mean, we might have associates and, like, technical shit that we kind of pumped out really quick. But other than that, that that's the vehicle that I've used. And, you know... You, you know but question yeah. though, you know, because you said it, because you, were, I mean, you were mentioning that you did network marketing, right? Why did you choose network marketing instead of, you know, going maybe maybe the the traditional route that your buddy Edgar went? 
Um, for me, I don't have a lot of startup capital, so I was looking into things that cost very, very low. So an investment that costs like pennies, pennies on pennies. And, you know, I was looking at, you know, buying and flipping, uh, whatchamacallit, um, a house or foreclosures. foreclosures. So okay. I was thinking about that, but then, you know, I talked to my buddy Spencer. I was like, eh, nah, and I don't know if you did well in that crap or if you even got you know, started in it or whatever. But I thought about flipping houses, and I, I didn't like that. Uh, the concept of network marketing, again, you, you know, just the way I saw it when I was 17 when I was doing it. Uh, you know, I used to sell uh, long-distance calling. And, and yeah, long distance calling, and particularly my my niche or my customer base was was Koreans, because calling Korea back then, uh, when AOL and shit like that came out, it, it was still up there with the price. I want to say like maybe thirty five cents to a dollar really? per minute. That's pretty cheap though. No, it ain't. No. No hell no. Um, so, you know, getting a lot of customers on that, I, I built up a passive income at the age of 17, but of course I dropped because I was 17. I didn't understand what I was doing, even though I had 500 bucks coming in. And, you know, my mom and dad thought I was drug dealing or some shit, and I told them I'm doing this, but yeah. they didn't get it. Whatever. Now they get it. But, um, yeah, so that, that's why I went through the network marketing route. And within the network marketing route, what I've noticed was there's a lot of amateurs and there's, there's a lot of professionals, more amateurs than professionals. And majority of the stuff that I go to, it, you know, that shit really pisses me off because there's a bunch of guys throwing a lot of smoke up your ass. You can't tell who's really doing what. Um, you, you know, I've been with a few companies here in Dallas, and, and oh, God, it, it was fucking terrible. Uh, I mean, I met some great people out of it, but there's too many bullshitters in the game. And that's why, you know, branched off, went to a different company, uh, started learning the real skill sets. Uh, I met the right people who made a lot of money. Uh, they, they didn't have the fake it till you make it mentality. Uh, they, they beat that into my mind. Uh, never fake it till you make it. Uh, you, you know, Holton said this, the best how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're a faker, you're bullshit, and that's how you are behind closed doors, you'll never go far in life. I believe that with any type of thing that you do. So, you know, if you do something, go wholeheartedly. Uh, I mean, you know, just, yeah. So, um... So what about, cause, you know, because you talked about, you know, obviously you did network marketing and um, I've seen, I mean, in the past, I've seen a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of military guys that go to, you know, they go that traditional route. Okay. They go to school, they get like, they go trying to get that job and everything like that. But I still see a lot of them that tell me that they wish they're, they, they wish they, they actually can go back in. Cause a lot of times some of them have been, you know, discharged for whatever the reason. So it's it's really hard for me to see those guys, you know, even though they went the you know the normal traditional route that everybody else goes, but these guys want to go back too, you know. Have you have you ever faced that with some of your buddies though? Yeah, all the fucking time, man. Um, now the reason why we want to go back, everybody who served with some type of high speed, low drag type of a, uh, you know, MOS or NEC for the Navy, so. You know, the guys who served on ships or paper pushers, yeah, they're going to miss it, but they don't want to go back in. Who, who, who the fuck wants to sit at a desk for 90 hours a week? And you do that here in the real world. You don't need to do that shit over there. Uh, but for the guys who served in the military, you have to understand there's that close bond nature. Uh, everyone becomes a family. You know, we're not born into this family. We're made into this family. So, yes, we all miss it. Yes, we miss all the horrible times because in retrospect and hindsight, Looking back at things, it's it's funny at some aspects. It's terrible at some. 
But will we do it all again? Absolutely. Because uh, we have 100%, not, well, fuck 100, like a billion percent, you know, trust, loyalty uh, to, to, to our guys. And that will never go away. Now, does that mean we have to like everybody? Nah, no. You know, there's a lot of people that are fucking hated in the service. But, yeah, man. So, another reason why people want to go back, and I was a victim of it, you know, back in 2011, uh, I wanted to go back in because nothing was popping off in the civilian world for me. Um, my businesses weren't really kicking in. I made a lot of uh, external investments. It didn't go through. Um, I was in a pinch. Um, money wasn't really coming in for me. So the only thing that I thought at that time was, you know, me going back to the service because that's what I was good at. I was good at, you know, medicine. I was good at being a corpsman. I was good at, you know, talking shit. I was good at shooting a gun. I had fun doing that stuff. Now, you do it a billion times, it gets fucking annoying, but it was good. But, you know, I'm glad I didn't go back in. You know, I look at, at it, you know, I had two different perspectives. If I would have went back in, I would have been more consumed, and I can't hustle. I can't, I can't grind, you know, shit out. I can't do anything. I can't inspire anyone. I can't aspire to inspire someone. You know, it just, just that, that shit would have been taken away from me because I'll, I'll be working full time. Now, I could have done, you know, my business part time, but there's no fucking point of doing that because I'm doing it for all the wrong reasons. You know, I, I, can, I can only imagine myself going back in the service, being back in uniform. I'll probably be excited for about two weeks. Then realizing how stupid some people are. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, idiots that try to, you know, micromanage everything and they can't get shit down. But, man, it's just the way it is. So, appreciate I really do appreciate that. And um, I was just, th- I was really thinking about it because you were talking about, you know, obviously this is hustle flow, you know, everyone, everyone wants a little bit more in details, you know. So, what is the hustle to us? Man... Like detail, like what is the hustle like grinding it out? Like what, like what does that look like? Well, fuck, man. For for people doing anything in network marketing, a lot of people don't have the hustle in them. Uh, a lot of people say they do, but they really don't. You know, they depend on people with large networks, and they tap that in, and, and you know, they're done because they're done sponsoring. They're done going out there giving awareness of what they got going on. Uh, you know, it's just a bunch of whole fluff and bullshit that they smoke up people's asses. What I did was, number one, I remember, I'm not going to name drop or anything, and if you know who you are on the show, you can go ahead and write me an email or contact me because this is how I see it. This is from my two, you know, two eyes and my perspective. Uh, you know, just, just working a few years ago with, with a three-letter company. Uh, it sounds something like can. Um, you know, I did a lot. I went out there, you know, I got all these numbers. Uh, man, one time I, I had a list of 10,000 names and numbers. And, you know, people didn't want to help me call them. I was like, man, you know, I'm still new in the game. I don't really know what to do, but I'll go ahead and call them. But at that time, my, my success rate was like negative 2,000. So if I were to call you, you're just going to hang up. So, you know, I did the right things. You know, I went after, you know, talked to my quote-unquote mentors, which were more like a shitstorm. Um, you know, they didn't want to do it because it was too much. And, you know, I'm just like, yo, you know, what the fuck is going on? I remember one time uh, at the time, me and my ex, we went to meet the vice president of 7-Eleven. And he was the big guy for all the 7-Elevens here in Texas. And he, we chatted and he agreed. You know, this guy's straight up from Japan. So, you know, I did the whole bring him a gift and do the whole bowing thing and, you know, whatever. Uh, he agreed 
to talk to someone senior. So, I mean, that's just how the Japanese rolls. And, you know, my, my bargain was this. I want all your merchant accounts and all of your electricity accounts. He said, yes. I told one particular person, actually a couple, weeks out on this. And this is how I know the game changed. For me, I'm glad that it happened. But at the same time, I wish it didn't happen because I missed out on a lot of money. Uh, that magical person didn't pick up his phone. His girlfriend didn't pick up his phone. You know, just, just it just went to whole shenanigans. And I'm sitting up, you know, with this vice president dude, you know, with my thumb stuck up my ass. And he's just like, where's your guy at? You know, where's this, uh, uh, you know, this guy who's supposed to be here and take care of you? You know, you, you talked this big game about, you know, these guys helping you out and helping all these people make a lifestyle change. And and he's setting the example by not even coming down. I mean, from from where he was or where he lived at to, to you know, place in, you know, like uptown Dallas. It's only like 15 minute drive and. There wasn't really traffic at that time because I made it there, you know, from, from 45 minutes. Well, I was coming from Allen. I was coming from North Texas, and I made it in time. So, you know, that, man, what was the question again? I forgot. <laughs> no, um, the question was, the. well, you actually, you actually answered it. You actually, the answer was, um, you, what did you do? To oh, yeah. What and did the, you do? Yeah. <laughs> the, there's another thing, like. Yeah. <sighs> God, it sounds like I'm bashing this, you know, you know, this this business. I'm not. I love it to death for the guys who are doing it on a professional level. I mean, there's a lot of guys here in Dallas that are kicking ass in this, that are doing 30 times better than me, and I'm very proud of them. I'm proud that they defied everybody. I'm proud that they never took bullshit from anybody. I'm proud that, you know, from people from coast to coast, you know, north to south, you know, people doubting them. Man, they, they, they whooped everybody's ass, and now everyone is going under these particular people, you know, because— they did the work. They they did the fucking hustle and flow. They grind it out. Uh, if I can get an interview with one of them, you know, touche. But I tried reaching out to one, but they're all busy as hell. So, you know, whenever I get the chance, I'll have a special guest and, you know, do a feature, non-military type, but whatever. But here's the thing. In today's modern-day society, th this goes for everybody, uh, moms, dads, uh, you know, vets, military you guys live in, we all live in the best time frame in the world. Let me break that down. We have social media, which really translates to a couple of websites that everyone congregates on. Everyone's on these platforms. And what really gets to me is this. When people tell me that they can't find anyone to talk to. Facebook has 1.2 fucking billion people on there, guys. If you don't know how to use it like Google... Well, sorry, you don't deserve to make it. You know, you, you don't deserve shit. You know, just just bottom line, you don't deserve anything. Uh, if if all the wealthy people, uh, you know, big you know media companies, uh, uh, social media guys like Gary himself, uh, if if he's telling you to get on Snapchat because it's how we talk in real life. So true. So true. <laughs> if you don't get on that shit and market the fuck out of yourself, you're not going to make it. And, and you know. I was very delayed with Snapchat, no matter how long. I've been hearing Gary talk about this shit for about almost two years, and I never got on Snapchat. I mean, I made an account, never really posted anything up there. I thought it was stupid-ass shit. I recently got into it, and I've noticed, I mean, before I you know, heard Gary say this, I've, I've noticed that it's like real-time chatting. 
except you have 24 hours to view everything. So if I told Daniel, hey, you're, you know, you're a douchebag, you know, he's going to remember that, but it's not going to be there for 24 hours. You know, on Snapchat, it's going to be on there for 24 hours. So it gives people more, you know, this intrigue, uh, curiosity to, to really click on what you got to offer. So just imagine we're the first, you know, first movers on Snapchat. And let's say we invented uh, Legos, for an example, you know, just, just thinking out of my head. And no one knows what Legos is. We add everyone in our fucking phone books, and we make this little short video, 10-second video, saying, hey, I got the built, best engineering building blocks ever, fits all age demographics. And I'm sitting there making Lego, you know, putting shit together, making a tower or something. And everyone looks at that like, holy shit, what was that? You have 24 hours to view that shit, and then it disappears. That creates so much curiosity. It's like a trailer because people are going to have questions. People are going to call you, you know, just 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 whatever, you know, just damn. And, and then we have all the different social media outlets. This is this is how I boom my business. I'm pretty sure I said in episode one or two. I can't remember. Uh, I took social media and, and I, you know, quantified it. I quantified real fucking results. Not your fucking bullshit corporate America. You know, hey, we're going to do this and that. We got two likes. We're, we're the shit. None of that crap. A lot of my stuff translates into sales. This is why I've been jobless for six six years now. I, I don't want a job. I don't plan to get a job. Uh, I, I feel sorry for all the quote-unquote hustlers out there and quote-unquote grinders out there saying they're hustling and grinding, but really they're running off to their jobs, and then they're talking this big game on how they're free. That shit don't make sense. You know, you know we, we got all these opportunities to make it. Just go out there, learn how to use these platforms. I, you know, I, I start campaigns on Facebook, Google, and all that shit lands where I don't physically have to be there anymore. I'm thinking like an outside brick-and-mortar business with a home-based business. And if people can't think on that level, you ain't no fucking entrepreneur. you just a wannabe-preneur. That's all you is. you just a wannabe. You talk big. You lease out these nice cars, but when it's time to grind time or really, you know, kick it off, you have some job backing you up, and then all your magical nice cars disappear. And all you motherfuckers flashing Rolexes and shit like that, man, I'd be careful. You know, and people looking at you and, and targeting you and probably planning motives to rob your ass. Come on, man. The only shit that I post up on my social media stuff is my passion, where I'm at. Uh, you know, I used to do all that amateur shit back then. So if you scroll down on my Facebook pages or, or whatever social media, you're going to see, you know, my cars and stuff like that. Why don't you even post that stuff up there? You know, I'm, I'm fucking turning 30. I got more important shit to post up, uh, let people know about. You know, I want to contribute to a bigger cause. If you have, you know, I'm not hating on nice cars. Don't get me wrong. I have a, a fucking race car that I've been building for the last four years, spent over $100,000 on it because that's what I love. But I don't post a lot of things about that because it still ain't done, you know. So, <laughs> fuck. Hold on, guys. It's almost yeah. there. A lot of people think I sold that car. No, I did not. It's just in the shop. I promise you guys. It's still in the shop. It, it, it looks like crap with dust of four years collected. Whatever. But I post a passion. I post a value. I post a real me. Me. How I come. Gritty, raw, but fucking real. There's no bullshit that I'm spreading. There's none of that. So so with that, just a lot of personal branding. So for me as an entrepreneur in training, how do I try to get out, go out there and really 
get out there and really take advantage of everything because you, you know you talked about social media okay i've been on social media and i'm not doing enough or i still have a job that i'm planning to leave but it's scared i'm scared how do how does one get out of that situation yeah you know that's a good fucking question uh, i'm gonna give a big shout out to jason wang the fucking owner of bite-sized moments you fucking ass i hope you're listening but um Look, you know, Je- Je- yeah, I'm going to bring that motherfucker on the show, man, because really? he- he's a good guy. Really? But, uh, you know, Jason could, uh, you know, attest or, you know, vouch on what I'm about to say. We did a lot of drinking when I broke up with Mina or when she cheated on me, really. And, you know, he took me in. So, man, God bless you, man. You and your mom and your fucking Cammy. You know, mad props. Love y'all. Keep doing whatever the fuck you're doing, and, and if you need help, we'll go kick some ass and make shit happen for real. But, uh, you know, when, when he took me in, you know, he, this, this dude's like three and a half years younger than me, and he reminds me of many me. Uh, just, just the way he is, the way he does shit, the way he gets stuff done. Uh, you know, just, just, man, I fucking love it. You know, he, he's the definition of a fucking player hustler. Or hustler, player, whatever. <laughs> He's not cheating on anybody, okay, Cammy? He's loyal as shit. But what I'm what I'm getting at is, um, we went to a bar in Waters Creek in Allen, uh, like a hamburger bar or some shit. They serve burgers and shit like that. And you know, he you know like straight up asked me like, what what would I you know what's the best thing that I should do for bite size moments? How can I grow it? And I kept repeating the same shit over and over again. Quit your fucking job. Quit your fucking job. Quit your fucking job. You don't need your job. You know, it's holding you fucking back. Uh, there's no passion in what you do. You're just doing a bunch of bullshit work. You're doing shit out of fear. Do it out of faith. And once you do it in faith, you know, you have a fucking quantum leap. And now this motherfucker's on national TV. He's getting all this worldwide exposure. Uh, he has shit ton of customers on uh, on the Marine Corps basis, which is a good fucking job. You know, it's better than the Army. So keep going with the Marines. Um... You know, he, he made it happen, but what he said was after he quit his job, he made more money. He made more money in his business than at his fucking job. So that means he, he uh, you know, he, he had a evolution of, or I don't even know if I'm using the word right, but he had a, you know, a moment of truth. He had a, that moment of silence and that moment of truth of what happened, and he unleashed his fucking true, real potential. As an entrepreneur, young businessman, making in the world and having all these type of fucking meetings, doesn't matter if it's a two-second meeting, 20-second meeting, a 50-minute meeting, he's going to every one of it, and he's banging it out. And that's what I'm trying to tell everybody right here. Military, veteran, mom, dad, you know, lawyer, doctor. You know, if you're not pursuing your fucking dreams, you're, you're, you're just simply fucking dying out there. And for you, man, and for you, Daniel... Quit your fucking job. Everybody else, man, you can do it. Anybody can do it. We live in the perfect time in our society that we could do anything. If you're a carpenter, get on social media. If you're uh, one of those kids who play in the bounty houses and you want to promote that shit, get on social media. Uh, if you're military and you're doubting yourself that you can or cannot do shit, well, I'm telling you're wrong. You can do it. Get on social media, come up with the fucking plan, because let me tell you what rich people do or wealthy people do, their mindsets. They think about ideas, concepts, and improving systems. What broke-ass motherfuckers do is complain, complain, 
complain, pray, wish, and hope. I'm pretty sure, you know, for the praying part, people love you, Jesus loves you and shit, but I'm pretty sure he's also tired of hearing you praying and not working your ass off. He has enough prayer requests. We live in a first world country. In my opinion, we live in the best country in the world. It's not the most exciting place in the world, but it's the best country in the world. A lot of freedoms, a lot of liberties, and a lot of opportunities. But yet you're going to tell me that you can't figure this shit out when everything is up in your face in today's modern society and technology. Like you said, just go out and find the answer. Yeah, that's the easy part. Doing it is the toughest part. You know, one of my buddies told me, he's a friend, uh, you know, a business partner, and, and, and a mentor, really. He told me that everybody in the world has great fucking ideas. And I, at that time when I was talking to him, I didn't believe him. I said, no, a lot of people have terrible ideas. He said, no, check it out. So everybody has great ideas. What they lack is the execution. Everybody has shitty execution. Great ideas, shitty executions, which backs up one of my other, you know, my, my philosophies or thought process. The richest place in the fucking world is the graveyard, where your hopes and dreams all die at, and they're buried with you. Man, so... Get out there. Make it happen. Stop coming up with excuses. Every day we're getting older, slower, and probably fatter for some people. Uh, You know, we can't be as productive as we were as we were younger. Use the skills and assets that we we, we came out with. You know, if you're, you know, military or or a veteran, we have a lot of traits that corporate America is looking for. But instead of them sucking it out of you, why don't you do your own stuff? You know how many innovators there are? And that's another thing that I want to bring up really quick. The economy, innovations and the economy does not give a shit about you as the entrepreneur, business guy, or lady. What they care about is the consumers. So here's a little sidebar conversation. If you're in my profession, network marketing, it's not about what you think they want. It's about what the consumers want. So, people, man, get your shit together, brainstorm, execute, and give what the consumers fucking want. Because they all want it. You just suck at presenting it. And I'm not talking about the presentation either. I'm talking about you as one fit package all. You know, you going out there presenting yourself either as an amateur or as a professional. It, it, it's where, where you're going with, where your intent is going to be and, you know, whatever. You know, where you at, where you stand at, what's your posture, how do you deliver the game? How do you hustle? Do you talk to people? How many people do you talk to? And for people questioning my method, I'll talk to over 60 people a day. A day. A fucking day. I execute a lot of emails, a lot of messagings, and a lot of phone calls. My monthly bill text messaging, it's over 25,000. My minutes are in 15,000. That's how long I talk on the phone. Because at nighttime, I'm calling international calls now. And people tell me that they're hustling. I go to sleep every day at 5.30 in the fucking morning. I start my day at 11. And I'm not fully there at 11 o'clock because I'm so pissed tired. But I have a goal for this year. And that goal is this. Since, Since my ex took everything, every one month, I have to work three months worth of shit to catch up from 2015. 
and at the same time, I'm doing a lot of investments uh, investments on the side. So if I borrow money from you guys, it's not because I'm broke. Yeah, it is because I'm broke. But I spent way too much on investments, so I don't have a lot of food money. So when I ask for food money, it's that. Just give me about a month or two for, for, every, for all the returns to come back, and then I can pay you back threefold. So it's a good top of broke. Robert Kiyosaki talks about it. There's the bad debt and the good debt. I got a lot of mixture going on because of my younger days being a fool and everything. But, hey, we all got to learn somehow. True that, true that. You got anything? No, nah, man, you. Anything you want to share really quick? Me? Nah. You finished it up. You said everything, everything we needed to hear. All right, man. If you don't got anything. Well, guys, you know, like I said, episode three, you know, it's more of a hustle and flow type of deal. Uh, you know, people wanted to know about the hustle. I hope I, you know, covered it. If not, you know, shoot me an you know, email, shoot me a message. Uh, I'll get back to you guys. But again, you know, thanks for tuning in to the Hustle and Flow Motherfucker Show. This is Jay D. Texas Doc. Uh, before I sign off, I'm going to put my foot down on this. Guys, and I really mean this, for even the mothers of Navy corpsmen, you know, your, your kids are being corpsmen, so listen. We have a duty, since we're corpsmen, you know, it doesn't apply to everybody, but for people who are in the medical field, medics and corpsmen's and 18 Delta dudes and, you know, all the high-speed guys, you know, we have an obligation to reach out to 22 vets a day. I'm not saying, you know, find 22 guys and talk to them. I'm talking about let's prevent the 22 suicides a day happening. You know, like I said, you know, in episode one and two and, you know, my 2015, I could have been part of the 22, and I won't be spitting this, you know, radio show. And I can't inspire anybody. I can't change anything. I can't give awareness to anybody if I'm if if I were fucking dead. So guys, you know, get out there, you know, help veterans. You know, if you see anybody struggling now, if they're not fucking veterans, you know, just either be a good Samaritan, or just you know, go away. But reach out to these guys, man. You know, everybody, reach out wherever you're listening from. Reach out to somebody that you might know who's a veteran. We do have a lot of inside demons, a lot of hidden demons, a lot of, uh, you know, pain and, you know, psychological damages that, you know, the public can't see. It's not a joke. Uh, mental health is a big deal, especially with all the, you know, the whole deals in Afghanistan and what's going on and political and, you know, just shit like that. So reach out to, you know, to anybody and everybody, you know, spread out, you know, tell them to contact us. And if you're listening to this, and you're a vet and you're thinking crazy thoughts and you want to pour your heart out, hey, man, you know, reach out to the show. Uh, you know, I got, I'm got i going to post up all my stuff on my WordPress, my blog, uh, with, with all my contact, you know, my email. and You know, shoot me an email. We'll, we'll chat. Uh, if, if you're, you know, you want to talk to somebody else from a different branch, you know, I got a lot of friends, you know, from all, you know, branches of the military service. So just fucking reach out. You know, don't hold it to yourself. So... Again, I'm Jay. I'm signing off. The Texas Doc. Got my co-host with me. Daniel Sonia, the Black Ranger. Find me on Facebook, guys. And, you know, hustle and flow, guys. Hustle and flow. Yeah.